our readings for the second Sunday after Pentecost. Our first reading, the Old Testament reading, comes from Hosea chapters 5 and 6. And uh, one of the themes that we'll see not only in this reading, but in all of our readings, is that theme of mercy. How our God is merciful, and therefore those who worship him should also reflect his mercy. That God doesn't just want our sacrifices, he doesn't just want outward obedience, he wants hearts full of mercy that are changed, changed from the inside out by that relationship with our God, who is the all-merciful one. Then I will go back to my place until they admit their guilt, and they will seek my face. In their misery, they will earnestly seek me. Come, let us return to the Lord. He has torn us to pieces, but he will heal us. He has injured us, but he will bind up our wounds. After two days, he will revive us. On the third day, he will restore us, that we may live in his presence. Let us acknowledge the Lord. Let us press on to acknowledge him. As surely as the sun rises, he will appear. He will come to us like the winter rains, like the spring rains that water the earth. What can I do with you, Ephraim? What can I do with you, Judah? Your love is like the morning mist, like the early dew that disappears. Therefore I cut you in pieces with my prophets. I killed you with the words of my mouth. My judgments flashed like lightning upon you. For I desire mercy, not sacrifice, and acknowledgement of God rather than burnt offerings. This is the word of our Lord. The epistle lesson comes from Romans chapter 4, verses 13 through 25. And here Paul lifts up that example of Abraham as as the paradigm of what it means to follow the Lord, that, that God requires faith, faith in him, faith in Jesus. And it is through that faith that God makes us righteous, that he forgives us, that he gives us those gifts that he so earnestly desires to give to us. And that following that example of Abraham, Abraham is that father of many nations, that we all follow Father Abraham by the pattern of our faith in the Lord. It was not through law that Abraham and his offspring received the promise that he would be heir of the world, but through the righteousness that comes by faith. For if those who live by the law are heirs, faith has no value and the promise is worthless because law brings wrath. And where there is no law, there is no transgression. Therefore, the promise comes by faith, so that it may be by grace and may be guaranteed to all Abraham's offspring, not only to those who are of the law, but also to those who are of the faith of Abraham. He is the father of us all. As it is written, I have made you a father of many nations. He is our Father in the sight of God in whom he believed, the God who gives life to the dead and calls things that are not as though they were. Against all hope, Abraham in hope believed and so became the father of many nations. Just as it had been said to him, so shall your offspring be. Without weakening in his faith, he faced the fact that his body was as good as dead since he was about a hundred years old, and that Sarah's womb was also dead. 
Yet he did not waver through unbelief regarding the promise of God, but was strengthened in his faith and gave glory to God, being fully persuaded that God had power to do what he had promised. That is why it was credited to him as righteousness. The words it was credited to him were written not for him alone, but also for us to whom God will credit righteousness, for us who believe in him who raised Jesus our Lord from the dead. He was delivered over to death for our sins and was raised to life for our justification. This is the word of our Lord. Alleluia. Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. Alleluia. Alleluia. The Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew, the ninth chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. Once again, we hear God's mercy. We see it in action through Jesus, the Son of God, as he shows mercy not only by calling Matthew, but also by coming into his home and by breaking bread, sharing that meal, a time of fellowship with those who were notorious because of their sins. As Jesus went on from there, he saw a man named Matthew sitting at the tax collector's booth. Follow me, he told him, and Matthew got up and followed him. While Jesus was having dinner at Matthew's house, many tax collectors and sinners came and ate with him and his disciples. When the Pharisees saw this, they asked his disciples, Why does your teacher eat with tax collectors and sinners? On hearing this, Jesus said, It is not the healthy who need a doctor, but the sick. Go and learn what this means. I desire mercy, not sacrifice, for I have not come to call the righteous, but sinners. This is the word of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ.